is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this Wednesday, December the 14th, 2022. Ah, we still got some clouds out here, but it's, uh, it's mild. There's no snow falling. I'm going to get a little bit of rain this afternoon. But hey, thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. Hope you're having a wonderful week as we approach the new year here in just a few weeks. If you haven't subscribed yet, put your email in. We'll send you a notice once a new episode comes out. And these are your top five headlines for this Wednesday. Let's start off with headline number five. Fear-mongering documentary on climate change featuring AOC bombs in box office. From the Daily Wire, a climate change documentary aimed at promoting Green New Deal initiatives and featuring Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez gave new meaning to the term box office bomb with its dismal opening weekend. The total box office haul for opening weekend was a less-than-stellar $9,667. Exhibitor Relations Company, Roadside Attractions, Documentary on Climate Change to the End, starring AOC, was voted out of the box office just $9,667 in 120 theaters. That's only $81 per theater. All right, well, uh, there's proof right there that nobody really gives a hoot about climate change and AOC, if she was so popular and so mainstream, well, everybody would be flocking to the movie theater to see AOC talk about climate change. But as a result, we can see that it bombed big time, meaning that nobody cares. AOC is old news. Just keep your mouth shut, keep your head down, and the world will be a better place. All right, headline number four. DeSantis takes large lead over Trump in new polling. From USA Today, by a two-to-one GOP and GOP-leaning voters now say they want Trump's policies but a different standard-bearer to carry them. While 31% want the former president to run, 61% prefer some other Republican nominee who would continue the policies Trump has pursued. They have a name in mind. Two-thirds of Republicans and those inclined to vote Republican want Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to run for president. By double digits, 56 to 33 percent, they prefer DeSantis over Trump. Byron York, DeSantis up, Trump down. Two-thirds of the Americans don't want either Trump or Biden in 24. Majority in GOP wants Trump policies, but with different candidates, DeSantis over Biden in matchup. All right, so the people are speaking. I mean, that's uh, important to realize what the American people are thinking about, especially the GOP. It's still very early, though. We're only just now starting the 24 campaign. The midterms kind of kick off the presidential election in the next cycle. It's a two-year cycle now for president, so we still got a long ways to go. We really don't know who's going to be chosen, what the situation and circumstances are going to be. But it does show that the American people are shifting their their ideas of who they want to run for president. But we don't know what's going to come out in this Congress 
the tide may change when people realize how much Trump was deceived, how much they were, how much he was being manipulated by the deep state, by the FBI and the censorship on Twitter and the hoax of uh, the Russia hoax and all the things that really uh, was just a constant attack on Donald Trump. Mainstream media, a lot of it is fake news, a lot of it was misinformation. And it just tells us when there's so much pushback on a president, it could mean that he was doing the right thing and that they fear what he was trying to accomplish may have affected their power structure and their struggles. So we don't know. We don't know yet. Not everything has come out. I hope the J6 uh, will be investigated, find out who is behind that. That's a very uh, important topic to investigate. Also, the Hunter Biden issue and Joe Biden's being compromised by the CCP. Those kind of things need to come out. And there's going to be a number of other issues that I hope the uh, new Republican Congress will address in their committee hearings. So it's a little early, but uh, that's the numbers right now. looks like DeSantis is the majority pick for the American people, but this is uh, uh, a two-year process. Anything could happen. There might even be somebody else that pops up in the middle of nowhere that just uh, takes it by storm. So let's wait and see. 24 is still a long way off. All right, headline number three. Twitter reinstates accounts doctors who were removed by way of COVID misinformation policy. The Daily Mail. Twitter has reinstated the accounts of two doctors who were banned over the social media platform's policy on COVID-19 misinformation. Dr. Robert Malone, an mRNA vaccine researcher, and cardiologist Dr. Peter McCullough both saw their, their profiles reactivated amid Twitter owner Elon Musk's ongoing efforts to restore accounts that were previously banned. Peter McCullough. All right, everyone, I am back on Twitter. Let's see my verification and completely uncensored, no unfollow programs, no bots assigned to me, and absolutely no shadow banning. Let the world hear the medical truth. 98% want it on the pandemic and more. All right, so Elon Musk is opening up the channels, letting the blood flow through the veins of our free speech, our First Amendment rights. Dr. McCullough's a... Uh, a true patriot. I uh, interviewed him at uh, CPAC last year. If you didn't catch my podcast interview with him, you can go back in my library and you can see the interview I had with him. He's a very genuine individual, nice guy, really uh, loves our country and is there to bring the truth. He's got a distinguished background. In his background, he's a, a renowned cardiologist and he's there to bring the truth to the American people. So I'm glad he's back on Twitter and Dr. Malone. Hopefully the American people will get the truth. And they'll hear exactly the health issues when it comes to the vaccines and the COVID virus. All right, headline number two. Cambridge Dictionary modifies definitions of man and woman. Fox News. Cambridge Dictionary is being criticized by conservatives on social media for altering the definitions of the words man and woman to include people who identify as a gender other than their own biological sex. The definition of woman, which previously represented the long-standing view on sex, now states that a woman is an adult who lives and identifies as a female, though they may have been said to have a different sex at birth. Similarly, a man is now defined as an adult who lives and identifies as a male, 
though they may have been said to have a different sex at birth. Christopher Rufo, Cambridge Dictionary, just dropped a new definition of woman. All right, this is uh, very disheartening. This is more insanity. This uh, transgender, this uh, non-binary baloney, this multiple gender. I mean, I think the last time I looked, if you Google it, there's like 56 different genders, which is just nuts. There's a man and a woman. Just look at the chromosomes. Look at the DNA. That'll decide whether you're a man or a woman. All these other definitions are either some kind of mental illness, some dysphoria, something that has nothing to do with the reality biologically of who they are. If you look at their chromosomes, if you look at their DNA, they're either a man or a woman, end of story. That's the way it is. Sorry. And for all these, these different definitions, you really have to wonder where they're coming from. What's the motivation behind it? Well, if you look into critical race theory and Marxist ideologies, and you study it more deeply, you'll understand exactly where it comes from. You might want to take a look at the new book out called The Triumph of Good by Thomas Cromwell that gets into the very details of socialism, Marxism, and where these transgenderism and, and this new definition of sex comes from, because it's directly connected into this ideology of Marxism and socialism. So if you want to know more about it, I'll, I'll put the, uh, the link in my description box. You can go there. It's a, the entire book is on a podcast right now, and you can listen to his explanation. It'll give you a detailed historical perspective on where these ideas come from, and they're directly out of the communist, socialist, critical race theory ideologies. All right, headline number one, President Biden signs Respect for Marriage Act. CNBC, President Joe Biden signed the Bipartisan Respect for Marriage Act on Tuesday, codifying into law protections for same-sex and interracial couples. The signing took place in a large ceremony with thousands of attendees on the White House South Lawn. The Respect for Marriage Act does not guarantee the right to marry. It specifies that states must recognize same-sex marriages across state lines and that same-sex couples have the same federal benefits as any married couple. Charlie Kirk. Joe Biden has invited a drag queen who dances for children to the White House to participate in the bill signing for the Respect for Marriage Act. This isn't respect for marriage. It's a slap in the face, and that's exactly what it's intended to be. All right, so again, this is Joe Biden's whacked-out radical viewpoint that probably comes and was written by his, his young socialist leftist staff. A lot of the speeches, he really doesn't even know what he's doing. Joe Biden is completely not a leader. He's just a mouthpiece for those that are pulling his strings behind him. But the fact that he brought a drag queen just shows you how far radical left the Democratic Party has gone, and he is the representative of, the, of their party. And you can see in the picture that of that White House signing, you can see uh, Kamala Harris with her hands raised in celebration and Chucky e. Schumer over there praising Joe Biden. So there you go, folks. That's what America looks like in 2022 under the Democrats. And those of you that believe in a one-man, one-woman marriage, those of you that have still the moral values to understand that there are only one man and one woman, and that's how God intended us to be created. That's how we procreate. 
and the fact that people practice these same-sex marriages and this drag queen insanity, which is a sick mental illness, in my opinion, and the way that they're grooming our young children in the drag queen story hours in our public libraries ought to be illegal child abuse, in my opinion. And I think a lot of my listeners would uh, think the same thing. So uh, there you go. Let's see how this uh, plays out, this Respect for Marriage Act. A lot of people have concerns that it will erode over time and become more oppressive, especially to churches and religious organizations. But there are other people on that have different viewpoints that are that have no f- problem with it, and they don't think it'll be an issue in the future. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Wednesday. Thanks for joining us on the uh, Firm America podcast and our top five headlines and commentary for today. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you tomorrow. God bless you, and we will see you then. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm it.